Good morning, everybody. We have a mostly higher trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures up three quarters of a cent at 5.69 and three quarters. December corn up three and a half cents at $5 even. May soybeans up four and a quarter at 13.86 and a quarter. November beans are up five at 12.55 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat up three and a half cents at 6.31 and a half. May Kansas City wheat is down one and a quarter at 5.77 and three quarters. May spring wheat is up two cents at 5.44 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Um, make sure you leave me a review if you have not already. Could always leave from some more reviews. Um, could uh, use any feedback that I could get. Really appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Make sure you hit the like button. It would really help me out in regard to YouTube, the way that uh, it works. Help me to spread these videos around. If you need some additional assistance from me, uh, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I will send you my subscription service. It includes a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, my morning newsletter goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. There's a text message service that goes along with that. Um, all my grain marketing recommendations, everything from cash sales to capture and carry, uh, different things with options. Um, I'm doing some educational stuff on the subscriber-only side also. Like yesterday, for example, in the podcast yesterday morning, I talked about stocks-to-use ratios. I felt like that was probably the more important item when it came to USDE reports. I did a quick summary yesterday that I sent out to subscribers. I kind of explained what a stocks to use ratio is and uh, kind of went through that. So if you're interested in some more educational stuff, in addition to the grain marketing side, certainly give that subscription deal a shot to get into uh, some of the headlines here this morning. Um, we'll start off with the crop progress report. The U S corn crop is 4% planted versus 2% last week and 3% on average. As of Sunday, we did see some progress finally in key corn belt areas. Illinois is 5% planted. Missouri's 8% planted. Kansas is 8% planted. Indiana and Ohio, both at 2%. Iowa at 1%. So we're one percentage point ahead of average. The trade actually thought we were going to be like 6%, but uh, things should move quickly here. We've got a weather window that really looks pretty wide open. The U.S. winter wheat crop is rated 53% good to excellent. That was unchanged on the week. Problem areas in regard to winter wheat include Texas and Colorado in particular. The Texas crop is rated only 28% good to excellent, down from 30 last week. Colorado's 26% good to excellent, down from uh, 27 last week. Uh, Kansas is in good shape, 70% good to excellent there. Oklahoma's in good shape, 55% good to excellent there. Uh, that winter wheat crop, 5% headed nationally versus versus 4% last week and 7% on average. The U.S. spring wheat crop is 11% planted versus 3% last year and 6 on average, so way ahead of the long-term average. Planting up north may move very quickly in most of these spring wheat areas, which are very dry in some stage of drought. Some northern areas saw very light rain and snow early this week, uh, enough to kind of settle the dust. But essentially, there's, there's really no relief in sight uh, in the forecast, at least during the next 10 days. U.S. corn shipments fell last week. USDA reported that 1.58 million metric tons of U.S. corn was inspected for export versus 2.16 million the prior week. That's a week-over-week -week decline of about 27%. I believe that U.S. exporters need to average 1.8 or 1.9 million metric tons per week in order to ship everything that's been sold prior to the end of the marketing year on August 31st. U.S. exporters notably have only shipped 41% of their massive sales to China. China 
China's booked uh, over 23 million metric tons of U.S. corn. We've only shipped about 9.4 million metric tons. And remember, a lot of people think that some of these unknown sales are also headed to China. So, so the, the amount of unshipped sales to China could actually be larger. So uh, that's an issue that a lot of people are watching. Late planted Brazilian corn may face significant yield losses. Uh, well-followed private group Ag Rural said that they are bracing for yield losses on corn that was planted outside the ideal climate window. The group did reduce its crop estimate in late March. It said it's preparing to reduce its estimate again this month. This was the quote. The numbers will be revised in the second half of April and following the drier and hotter pattern, further cuts may be expected. Um, rainfall over the next two weeks in Brazil is going to be normal to below normal for a lot of the country. The U.S. stock market uh, had been trading fresh all-time highs on, on the futures, at least, ahead of the cash open this morning. We've since reverted lower. But the S&P 500 posted a fresh all-time high close on Friday. Um, the Dow did the same. Uh, we backed off just a little bit. The tech-based tech NASDAQ index is less than 1% from its previous all-time high, which was posted in mid-February. The S&P 500 is, is, is up 9.8% year-to-date and is up 88.3% from its March 2020 COVID low. It's really been a phenomenal performance. Equity traders will be watching today's CPI number, which is essentially the government's gauge for inflation. And uh, inflation is a word that's being tossed around a lot more these days. Uh, we've got a lot of, of prices of, of a number of different assets just surging here. Uh, CPI is estimated to have risen about a half a percentage point in March following a 0.4% gain in February. It's likely that CPI has risen 2.4, 2.5% over the last 12 months versus the 1.7% reported last month. Remember, the Fed has targeted 2% as its long-term average inflation rate. Um, Bitcoin traded fresh all-time highs this morning. The benchmark cryptocurrency traded over 63,000 for the first time ever. Bitcoin is up 453% over the last six months. It's up 780% over the last year. The market cap of Bitcoin near $1.17 trillion as of this morning. That's larger than Facebook, smaller than Google. If Bitcoin was a U.S. company, uh, it would be, what, the fourth or fifth largest, I guess. Uh, Bitcoin is not a company. It is, in fact, the world's largest computer network. Um, I started talking about Bitcoin here on this podcast months and months ago, and we're starting to get into uh, an environment now where a lot of big names out there, a lot of big names in investing are starting to get behind this a little bit. You've got some big hedge fund managers that are behind this. A lot of private equity is, is being thrown at Bitcoin. The richest man in the world, Elon Musk at Tesla, at Tesla is all in on Bitcoin. They're going to start accepting Bitcoin as payment. Um, so maybe this is the biggest bubble of all time, but if it is, it's a bubble that's last lasted 13 years now and 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 still going so a uh, really really interesting stuff here and i may have to do a, another uh episode on on crypto at some point in time cattle market uh was down mostly in the fat cattle yesterday uh mixed performance in the feeder cattle market we'll see what develops today in the uh, stock market the dow is now down 112 points ahead of the cash open the s&p's down about nine points gold's down seven bucks silver's down uh u.s dollars up a little bit we've got crude oil up 29 cents at 59.99 and the may wti the bonds are off a little bit if you guys would like some more information from me uh, check out my website check out that subscription service everybody have a great day we'll talk to you a little bit later